today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. It seems every couple of months we have a discussion about code zeros here in Hamilton. And uh, I find that instructive in a number of different ways. First of all, th- there's a concern about this. And secondly, code zero is a term that probably five, six years ago nobody even knew uh, because hardly anybody ever used it. But now it's become part of the, the lingo. It's become part of the language here in Hamilton. Uh, we were shocked. I remember the, the first time I think we probably used the story with the, the, the term code zero in it. Uh, we were shocked that there was even one. And code zero for the, the one or two in the city that may not know this is when there is one or fewer ambulances available uh, for emergency situations here in the city because they're all engaged doing other things uh, and usually wasting time, uh, which we'll get into that in a couple of seconds. And and one is, is bad enough if there's a code zero incident like this. But here we are now, the first couple of days of August, and apparently eight months into the year, there have already been more code zeros in Hamilton than there were all of last year. So it's not getting better. Why not? Let me ask Mario Pastorero that. He's the president of OPSU Local 256, uh, and those are the folks that, that come to our aid when we call 911 in emergency services. Mario, thanks so much for the time. Good to have you with us today. Thank you, Bill. Thank you for having me on. Well, you've become a semi-regular on the show now because every <laughs> couple of months uh, when statistics come out about this, uh, it's it's a pretty troubling story, isn't it? Well, it sure is, and it really does paint a grim picture of the existing stress that's placed on our, our service, our patients, and the frontline paramedics. As we've reported in the past, call volume continues to increase. Uh, in 2016, uh, our service responded to 79,000 calls for assistance. Um, that was a 7% increase from the year previous. It was only predicted to increase by 4%. There's been a total increase of 35% in requests for medical assistance over the last seven years. That has not been mitigated with additional frontline resources. And that's one of the reasons we're facing these code zero events, Bill. I want to talk about a couple of different things statistically here, Mario. But before we do that, let me reverse the way we often talk and talk about this. And I want to talk about your staff, first of all, and then we'll get into some of the logistics about how this is affecting the, the public, uh, the, those of us that may have to call 911 for situations like this. Uh, because the impact it's having on your staff is significant. And and we know a lot more about mental health issues, for instance, now. And, and, and I know that there is a program in place for that, and that's great news. But accessing it and having staff to, to cover for people that may have some downtime because of this is also problematic. Talk to me about what it's doing for your members and, and how that's impacting. Because if the people that are delivering the services are also stressed out and they're at the max, that's a problem. Well, our staff is uh, continuously stretched to the limit. Um, in spite of that, you know, paramedics still respond to calls in spite of the fact that they often go without having a meal in spite of the fact that they're often forced to work overtime beyond their scheduled shift, which is 12 hours. Um, So it does have a cumulative effect. We've got programs in place. Hopefully that will will deal with some of those uh, mental issues that arise from the very difficult work that we do. But I'd really like to focus on what uh, Code Zero events and the lack of frontline ambulances do to the patient. Well, let's get into that. And we've used the term so often that um, and, and even the decision makers are, have become apathetic in reporting code zero events. Um, you know, the province, the city, our senior management, local hospitals need to regain the sense of urgency that grew out of the very first much publicized code zero event in 2006. Um, to, to, put a, to paint a picture of what occurs when there's a code zero event, when there's only one or no ambulances available, um, we have a high call volume service. Calls keep coming in. They don't come in in an organized fashion. And dispatch has to prioritize those calls. 
So what happens to your mother, your grandmother who may have fallen, may have fractured her hip? She's not going to be prioritized uh, over a patient that may be having a heart attack. So your grandmother or my mother might be waiting for an hour, an hour and a half with a fractured hip laying on the floor. The ability for paramedics to respond in a timely manner to provide psychological and physiological comfort is minimized. That's not clinically acceptable. It shouldn't be publicly acceptable. That's the picture that people have to understand. Your listeners have to understand that is the cascading effect of a code zero event. We're using numbers, we're using terms, but the real life issue on the street is our patients, the elderly who comprise a significant portion of our call volume, the elderly are five times more likely to call for medical assistance than those under age 65. That's a growing demographic. Your mother, my grandmother, um, the elderly are being denied the psychological and physiological comfort when they fall, crack a hip, uh, fracture an arm. That's the picture that people have to understand. That's the effect of what Code Zero events have on our on our citizens, Bill. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Bill Kelly Show weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.